it's reverberated through my life in so many different ways. Uh, uh, and I can't believe Bob Riley was probably 16 years old, uh, 16 years old when he wrote it. But the Marlon Brando directed movie One Eye Jacks, the great line delivered by Brando himself to Carl Malden was, "You're a regular One Eye Jack around here, pard, but I seen the other side of your face." So, like any other hardcore hardcore guy, yeah, I got that in my blood. The bitterness in spite, but on occasion of 269, you might have guessed that uh, the kid's not sleeping. In fact, the kid is not here. I'm batching it for six weeks. This baton death march of familylessness and a descent into madness. <laughs> All the guns start talking to you at the same time. And not only the guns, the whiskey and whatever chemicals you might have hidden away. <laughs> no, I don't say freedom. I say jail. I'm terrified. Scrunched down in that house, sweating my ass off with no windows open, no blinds open, listening to the whisper of my pistol. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, <laughs> no, nah, nah, never me, man. I'm too handsome to kill myself. You kill yourself. So on the occasion of 269, uh, first of all, I have to semi-apologize because, I, honest to God, let me tell you, June sends me really detailed, uh, really detailed emails about what's going on. Supremely detailed, like way more than a person like me deserves detailed emails. Did I mention that they were really detailed? And something starts to happen to me whenever somebody starts drilling down into the weeds. I start drifting, floating above the crowd, thinking about everything else, figuring that what I retain is good enough to be able to get through the day. So insofar as I said last week, what I think has happened, because I scrambled two days ago to get everything up on Patreon, and then I see all of the old shows on Patreon are gone. I believe that June has decommissioned Patreon since so little money was coming in. It, we fell under $100 for the first time last month. So she's like, fuck Patreon. This is not working. I'm going to, after every live shows, because my requests are still free. You have to be here live because we are a community unto ourselves. But after the show falls, it goes private immediately. I mean, after the show is done. So that those of you who couldn't make it, uh, <laughs> now Kid Nate's a good, I blame, I blame him too. Uh, so, you know, um, so it, this time I'm supposed to make it go private myself. So there might be a lag. People have been asking me, hey, I went to YouTube. I went to YouTube. Sorry if you couldn't be there live. You can go to Substack, subscribe, and you get it for free. That fucking prick who wrote me on, as a result of the Substack Never send me an email again. It's like, who the fuck are you talking to? You do realize this is a subscription-only service. I don't send this email to some people who don't ask for it. Don't you, you fucking take that tone with me, I'll kill you. I didn't say that, though. <laughs> I said, it's a subscription-only service. You got it because you subscribe. Unsubscribe. Your problem with your life is not my problem. So that is what's happening now. The idea of and I have to say, and I have to say, hats off to yous. 
because uh, I get a real-time update of what's happening where, unlike Patreon, and I can see that all like probably rough estimate, fifty percent of you have risen to the call or substacked to this and getting it that way. And it's not as much you just you can set it and forget it. You don't have to think about it. It's perfect. It seems to be working uh, so far. And keeping the show on the air, which is good. Because let, let me say, I love doing the show, but when I got to write that $2,600 check every six months, I don't love it then, unless I'm still in the black. If I'm in the red having to write that check, I get cranky. So now you know what I know about where it's gone on YouTube. YouTube creates it. I don't let it live there. So now, if, strangely enough, I go to the Eugene S. Robinson Stomper, the show, whatever is there on YouTube, and it's all the old You Kill Me. I like those movie reviews, but they didn't catch on. I guess I should have fucking put it on uh, TikTok. Anyway, I did something strange yesterday. Uh, let, 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 let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. No, we don't have to, <laughs> because nothing happened of, of note. I've been do, still on this interview tour for the for both the memoir and and uh, Love's Holiday, a new video for Dead Ahead. If you haven't seen it. Go see it. I, I need to send out, I promised everybody who was in some sort of presence, so I have to send out some presents for it. But uh, it just came out. It's pretty cool. Uh, dead ahead. and uh, uh, But I'm still doing press, usually like, but twi twice a day, uh, uh, interviews for either the, the memoir or the new record, all of which are very cool. I'm, I'm forgetting stuff and drop it. I've missed one that had to be rescheduled. Like, man, I should be doing something now. And then, of course, people are patting. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Um, Decibel column of pace. Done one on Deaf Heaven and one on Peter Bratzman. There'll be, we're talking two months out. So everything is, there's nothing to catch up on in the week. Nothing at all, except what I did last night. Very strange. It's interesting when you're sitting around, you go, man, I got nothing to do here. The garden is watered. The cats are fed with it. Hmm. What can I? Oh, you know what? I wonder what's on ESPN Plus. Go to ESPN Plus and whoa, what is this? It's the oofsie. It's the oofsie action. And so I dial in and the whole thing, the whole thing, I was like, yeah, yeah regular one-eyed jack, Paul, but I seen the other side of it. Do you realize What's happening to the oofsie? Do you realize? It's like that line that Biafra put on the Fear, Power, God spoken word compilation. How reckless can you get? How reckless can you get? Do you see what's happening? Listen, it, coincidentally to this, I'm on Reddit. And some are Quora. And some person said, say, whatever happened to Don King? Don King, like Abe Vigoda, well, Abe Vigoda now is actually dead. Don King is still alive. The murdering Don King is still alive. You don't hear much about him these days. I'm sure he's got enough money, he's living quite comfortably, but where is, you hear about Bob Arum, but you don't hear about Don King anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what I hear, that he's got dementia, but, uh, you know. I'm not going to let that stand in the stand away of ruining my point, which is that Lloyd Price once said to Don King, fighters come and go, but you are eternal, or some such thing. You're the star. Don King took that to heart. 
played himself in movies, you know, only in America, was a larger-than-life figure with the hair, the loud talking, the advocate, the whole bit. And yet, boxing has passed him by. Not only has boxing passed him by, but boxing in passing him by has been worse for passing him by. Which is to say, there's not a causal connection between boxing being worse and passing him by. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the boxing game was not improved by his presence. Though we look fondly on things like the Thriller in Manila and some of these fights that he pushed, um, you will not find fighters who feel that way, specifically boxes, boxers. <clears throat> there are only so many people you can fuck in the butt before people say, hey, that guy's all about butt fucking. Yes, Lloyd Price is singing. So, uh, history, history is replete with lessons. Do we pay attention to these lessons? We do not. The bald one, slick by, listen, if you wanted, the, if you wanted this in micro, we have to go back. We, <laughs> well, we, <laughs> I'm laughing about, uh, <laughs> yeah, about De La Hoya. Anyway, listen, we got to go back to um, how the, the bald one has played himself on this. we got to go back to the Spike TV deal. You've heard me talk about this for, before. Let's call it foreshadowing. And I'm basing this on working at Future Publishing. Future Publishing hired me as a special projects editor for Mac Life magazine. But that's not why I was there. I was there for their adventure sports initiative. At the time, it included a snowboarding magazine and uh, I think Trans World Skateboarding magazine, and they wanted to get into the UFC. They, they hired me specifically to get a meeting in Vegas. Put together a huge proposal, flew to Vegas, met with Jennifer Wank, who was the director of marketing there, saw the bald one in the room. He deigned to not come in. I think he poked his head in briefly to, 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 to add an opinion of some sort. Every time he see, saw me in Vegas after that, he looked like he knew me and then was like confused as to why it was that I seemed familiar. It was from that meeting. Now, let me explain to you how Future works with turnkey publishing. Future would say, listen, you get like we did with Sony PlayStation. You've got a great product. How about a magazine dedicated to your product? A gaming magazine, PC Gamer, or Sony PlayStation. You give us the approval, we will do everything. You get let, you get a, you you, you get the uh, rights of refusal on the issues. We we want you to be happy. We do your magazine. All you have to do is say yes. Soup to nuts, we do it. Turnkey publishing. Next thing you know, next month you got a magazine. You pay nothing for it, and in fact, you get paid for it post facto. That was a general deal. It was a successful model. Well, based on the fact that Future used to have a huge amount of real estate in South San Francisco, and now, as far as I know, they have one office in San Francisco somewhere, I'd guess it wasn't successful. And in the instance of the UFC, it was very specifically not successful. All right? What happened is the UFC looks at the proposal and says, great, how much do you pay us for this? And we're like, no, 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 you must... 
we hire the staff, we staff it out, publish it out, or you, you don't have to do anything. And we give you money for it. Yeah, 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 but how much money are you going to give us up front? Well, well, nothing up front. You said you're missing that. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Uh, uh, America, oh, I, I don't want to massacre the name because I can't remember it. But a publisher that at that time, American Media, some such thing, the same people who ended up buying, buying Muscle and Fitness, I think it was them. Well, they approached us and they offered us $2 million. Well, that's good for them. We have a proven track record. Award-winning magazines that we've done this for say, yeah, but $2 million is really nice. You could make $2 million in the first year. Said, we don't work with speculative. Thanks, but no thanks. Have any of you ever seen a UFC magazine? It existed. I saw it. But it came at a time where um, the action for UFC was mostly uh, Sure Dog was in its ascendancy, and most people, uh, 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 most fans were so slavishly devoted to the UFC that they're waiting a month for a magazine to came out, come out. I used to write for Grappling Magazine, and that was a monthly unacceptable. People were getting their information instant. They were live doing live streams from or live feeds to it from from Cage Side. We were became became. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, suckers <laughs> for immediacy, right? And that's what. So, so okay. So that allows the UFC to go. Okay, well, we we shit out an idea that was uh, that was not was doomed anyway. Great. Okay. Okay. So the bald one goes to Spike about the Ultimate Fighter TV show as the Fertitas are thinking about selling the fucking business. And they're like, um, hey, this is what we we want to do this with the show, and this with the show, and this with the show. The same kind of imperiousness that went into how they dealt with us when Future Publishing, a large British publishing company, came and wanted to do the UFC magazine. So, uh, so Spike listens to what the Baldwin has to say. He goes, this and this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, we're going to we're going to do this and that. And that, and that. And Spike goes, uh, gives them essentially a Michael Corleone. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to do that. So sign a deal, don't sign a deal. So you don't hear too much about this because this is not part of the, the, of the, of, of the hero's journey of the great bald one. You don't hear about this. So he goes, okay. And he signs a deal. Of course, in the face of the Fertitas wanting to sell, he was, had to take what he's going to get. Should have realized. You ever try to bullshit somebody who can't be bullshit? You're talking. You, you ever think about making money while you sleep? This is like, and the guy is like, it's the sausages and the plates. Everything you say is to liberate a plate off my sausage. I don't have to listen to anything you've said. All I have to do is look at the plate and go, yeah, 16 sausages. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Well, if you just, if you give me one of those sausages, I could double your sausage return. <laughs> 16. Huh? Well, I'm sorry, you were talking about... Giving, <laughs> giving, you want me to give you so okay, yeah, you know what? 16 sausages. So, unless you're talking about 17 sausages, you haven't said anything that I give a fuck about. So, take it on the arches. Good luck to you trying to get another sausage. You won't be getting it from this plate. Essentially, Spike TV's pitch. The show yanks their fat out, yanks the oofsy fat out of the fire, makes everybody wealthy. Fertitas fundamentally sell, get the fuck out, and the Baldwin is there 
the great man, the genius, the savior of the UFSI, had nothing to do with it. The problem is that this guy starts to believe his own, his own press. The problem is, who the fuck are these, these bald one nut, nut jumpers? Who are they? Who are they? Because they're not hardcore fans, right? Nobody who's been paying attention to this sport for more than a decade is a booster. If you are a booster, if you know a booster who is a veteran of the sport, please send them my way. If their last name is not White, uh, I'm concerned. And I can help. Don't call the suicide hotline. Call me, and I'll talk you through this. Because if you've been around for more than 10 years, or near 10 years, or around a hardcore, you do not find yourself a fan of the bald one. What he does makes no sense. Do you have any other sport commissioner who shits on his, and, and the script for shitting on uh, his, his A-list fighters is so wearisomely predictable. And that's all window dressing. That's fine. Sympathy for the bald one. If you want to do that kind of shit, that's fine. Let's look at the fundamentals. How are the fundamentals? Are the fundam fundamentals sound as a stockholder of a publicly traded that you can be? What's happened to my stock? What's it doing? Oh, you how much money did you put into PFL? Or PSL or the fuck that thing is called where people slap each other in the faces? Haven't heard too much about that lately. Look. Okay, so my algorithm on my phone, look at the little skull, look at the little skull pop socket I got. Isn't that nice? Okay, so uh, so let's go to this right away. So if I'm going to my news feed, my algorithm, let me get to the sports section of my, my algorithm. Uh, um, my algorithm feeds me UFC News, ESPN News, UFC News. Uh, uh, it's taking a while to, uh, to load here. Okay, here we go. Heat ditch McGregor deal after 24 hours of hell. Huh? A big money deal that would have seen McGregor's title sports logo on Miami jerseys was allegedly nixed after the Irish sports star was accused of raping a woman during game four of the NBA Finals. We're Trojan hoarseness. This is a story. Now, the UFC is not happy about this story. However, the UFC has realized fundamentally that no press is bad press necessarily if it creates the illusion that this is an ex Hey, what's behind that green door? If you remember the song Green Door or the movie of the same name. What's, what's, what's behind that green door? And something happened. Oh, look, these are not, and now here we are on my UFC feed. It's on uh, Apple News and, oh, Alex Pereira is 230 pounds right now. He could fight heavyweight. He could fight John Jones. He could, could, could. I could fart gold. Could, could. Next story. Uh, biggest takeaways from ES UFC on ESPN 47. 
I watched a bunch of fucking yeah, everybody sucking each other's dicks over the Sean Strickland thing. The guy he fought was a nobody. They were calling the shots from Strickland before the fight even started. There's nothing there. Oh, Oofsie's Paulo Costa shows off girlfriend amid Tracy Cortez dating rumors. That's all you got? That's let's keep going down the list. Nurselton Ruzeboyev is ready for any name, any opponent after debut knockout at UFC on ESPN 47. That's a nothing burger. These are nothing burgers. These are let's just go. I can go. More stories of the UFSI on my feed. Hooker's manager stops him from doing more dumb shit. Not a story. Jack Della Madalena versus Josiah Harrell. Who? Josiah Harrell. Who? Josiah Harrell. For UFC 290.